Thursday, February 23rd, and the bad boys are back. The content doesn't sleep. Big Papa Bobby Hoops is the gold standard college basketball podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Bobby Hoops, well, he has to sound off once again because the Vols go down to College Station and unfortunately take back-to-back losses. The Cats, however, get scratching in Gainesville. Big dub against Florida. They'll take what they can get. We'll talk about scores around the league. Did Mizzou win? Dang it, they did. Anywho, so yeah, we'll talk about other scores around the league, what impressed us, what didn't. Then we'll look towards the end of the episode as we get back on the train of our dog of the week. Oh yeah, by the way, little mailbag question action. We love the mailbag. Hey, today's presenting sponsor, once again, is our good friends at Realty Executive. Have you heard us talk about Realty Executives? Oh, that they that they sold over $3 billion in sales for 2022? I think you've heard, heard us say it before. What does that mean? I, I don't know. But by golly, we can tell you that working with Rob Logan and Austin White is not confusing. Call those boys up today if you need help with buying or selling real estate in 2023. They'll get you to the finish line and make you feel like the hero. Call Rob, 301-910-1136 or Austin at 865-719-2724. Let's ride! What is up? It is Big Papa and Bobby Hoops. We are back. Episode three of the Gold Standard College Basketball Podcast. Let's ride. I had uh, I had a great night, personally. Um, Bobby Hoops is going to sound off again. I think it's become an unfortunate. That's uh, what this podcast is just going to be. As you famously said, sometimes in March Madness, you're just mad. and Just, just soggy sorrows. <laughs> Uh, hey, we're going to jump in pretty quickly. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to cover today, but scores around the league from let's go back to Tuesday. Uh, oh gosh, sorry, I'm trying to pull up just the Southeastern Conference, not all of Division One. We don't have time for that nonsense. All right, here we go. Tuesday, February 21st, uh, Arkansas took it to Georgia 97 65. It's starting to frustrate me more seeing Georgia just get destroyed. And I mean, they're I, getting throttled lately. They, they literally are getting hammered. And I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. Um unfortunately AM beat Tennessee uh in a close one, 68-63. Um Wednesday night we had LSU give it to Vanderbilt, which I mean, you know, you got a streaky Vanderbilt team all of a sudden they're getting hot. They go play LSU, who's like not really good. Um, that's a that's a tough loss for Vanderbilt. Yeah, that's eighty four seventy seven. That's uh, tough. Auburn close game with Ole Miss seventy eight seventy four. South Carolina and Alabama overtime. Bama sneaks away seventy eight seventy six. Brandon Miller pops off for forty one. Unbelievable. I, I mean, 
I don't think this is a podcast where we're getting into the what's going on off the court, but for him to have that kind of performance with all that's going on, that's um, what what a performance by Brandon Miller. I just like I don't even know how you describe it. Okay. No, yeah, not necessarily our podcast to do that. I mean, just very unfortunate stuff occurred because of that event. Yes, but we did. So, I mean, we're just acknowledging that like Brandon Miller popped off in the midst of was a very sad and unfortunate thing. You know, I mean, you would think, what's he, 18, 19? Yeah. That's, that's heavy. You're getting the I mean, Obviously, that the team was a bit distracted. That, that's oh, for sure. the team that should probably crush South Carolina and not need overtime to do it. Yeah, uh, 100%. So, anyway. Well, um, the, the last one, um, unfortunately, Missouri won in overtime over Mississippi State. And that was talking Missouri. So, other than that, they're kind of ruining our bit right now with all these wins they keep getting. Yeah, it's it's dumb. As much as we love the SEC, yeah, we're we're actually I'll say it. We're very much an anti-Mizzou podcast. Yes. Do it that what you will. Not can't stand them. Can't stand them. Um, so yeah, there's that on the SEC the mailbag. Yeah, for those who uh, heard us give the big shout out, we're doing mailbags, and uh, we had a couple come in. Uh, Bobby, okay. you're going to take the first one real quick. Yeah, the inaugural gold standard mail uh, podcast mailbag question comes from our fan and loyal listener Jeff Mason, Hoorah. who says. The tournament is right around the corner. I hear a lot about Rick Barnes being a Hall of Fame regular season coach, but goes missing in the tournament. What is the difference in the regular with regular season coaching and tournament coaching? Why is it different? You wanna you wanna hop on that first? Well, honestly, ever since he sent that in the other day, it kind of stumped me because it's not necessarily. Uh, I would I don't think it's necessarily just a black and white answer. Um, I think we know historically guard play carries you in the tournament, which you would say, okay, well, I mean, it's the same people playing during regular season in the tournament. Like, what happens? I think that, honestly, my like the only thing I can kind of construct is I think guys just like can get super tense if they don't have the experience um, going into the postseason. Now, you may say, like, well, what about, like, younger guys who have, you know, make a run, and it's fair and valid. Um, the only thing I can really think of if you're younger is, do you feel loose and free by your coach, uh, to, you know, to go through mistakes, sure. play through it, you know you're not getting taken out. Um, like, the, quite frankly, like, I kind of think of last year with Kentucky, um, two seed, go play St. Peter's. And there was all the stuff that came out after the game that apparently they just looked like stiff as a brick, like didn't it, it was very much abnormal of a Cal team in postseason. Um, so I don't I don't really know if that answers Jeff's question or not. I just I think it kind of I think you have to have pieces of older guys around if they had postseason play or just like mature to know how to kind of like corral guys and be like, hey, yeah. Okay, I understand it's a one and done thing in postseason, 
settle down. Um, and for whatever. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think there are things that are always, you know, pointed to when it's like when you're filling out a bracket and you're looking at all these different websites and different analysts talk about like what leads to teams that go deep in the tournament. And like, yeah, it, you put, you touched on guard play is always a big one. I feel like it, it feels like the big four are usually guard play, good defense, rebounding and free throws. Yep. It's those, those four are like, if you're a team that does, you know, at least, you know, three, two or three of those things really well, you're probably, you know, going to be a team that, so some of that's roster build up, but like, I, I think you're, you're mostly right in, in terms of, the, I think a, a good coach in the tournament just has to bring a sense of confidence and just to his team that they, they feel loose, like you said, and feel, you know, I, I pulled up uh, the active uh, NCAA tournament head coach records. And like, you know, he, Jeff and his um, question brought up Rick Barnes. Rick Barnes has been to, at least as of this list, 23 NCAA tournaments mm -hmm. and has a 22 and 23 overall record in the NCAA tournament little under 500. He's been to a final four with Texas. Sure. And then you have a coach like um, the one who's, who's brought up a lot. And I think with, with good reason, Tom Uzo at Michigan state, he's been to 21 NCAA tournaments, but his record is 48 and 20. And he's been to seven final fours. He was a runner up in one and won the title. And so I just think there's something about a coach that not that Rick Barnes isn't the type that can install or instill confidence and and have his teams ready to go, but there there are just these coaches who, whether it's their system, the kind of players that they recruit there, um, who just get it done in March. I mean, how many years have Michigan State been like a mediocre at best team in the Big Ten? And and then sure enough, there they are in the, like the elite eight again. That's like, a classic like Izzo type team. Yeah, we don't think yeah. that they're going to be maybe second weekend anywhere from an eight to eleven seed. Yeah, all of a sudden you find them in the final four, and you're like, yeah, what? Yeah, in uh, you know Barnes had KD. It's like you don't have KDs walking around all the time. So yeah. I, do, I honestly, and I think you're completely right. I agree with you. It's like. It probably at the end of the day just falls back on the coach and like what type of system do you run? Do your guys feel free and loose? Um, and then and there's something to be said for like some of this is splitting hairs and you know crazy things happen in this tournament and it doesn't matter how good your team is or the makeup or how good your coach is or how bad your coach is. You know, a guy can hit a, a, a you know half court shot and end your season and there's you know nothing. It, it just had that's just what happened. Like, what are you gonna do? Yeah. That's basketball, yeah. In a one off in a one game situation, that's yeah, happen. it just happened. Uh, we had we did have one more question. Uh, okay, I don't, as I was say, I don't, I don't think that you knew about this one. I saw no, it. I didn't. Uh, just a guy who sent in just put the letter T, um, okay. T, and he put just L as like nothing. Okay, here's his question What's up, big pop and Bobby Hoops? Um, Massive fan. So my buddy and I, L, he put in parentheses, we've been running a podcast since 2015. I think we've just been super surprised at how much success you've had so quickly and that you already have a presenting sponsor. 
like, what are you guys, what are you guys doing? I'm, I'm paraphrasing. It was a very long, and it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, right, we, got, we don't have a lot of time. So basically, what are we doing? Um, short answer, some guys just mad. I don't know. We just kind of roll out of bed and make a podcast. I, look, I'm not even acting like I'm the greatest engineer on visuals, uh, audio, all that stuff. Some guys just have it. And I don't know like what they've been doing since 2015. I'm sure if they've been running that long, like it's a decent show, right? If you've been alive. Yeah. We don't even have access to all, you know, the the fancy equipment and like, you know, a recording studio and things like, no, nah, we're just two dudes. I'm in a bedroom. I guess you're in an office. Yeah. We just, you know, sometimes you just roll the ball out and, and let your guys go. Roll the ball out. That's what we do. Clear, clear the lane. Um, hey, we're going to jump into the next segment, which is a quick recap of Tennessee and AM. Unfortunately, Tennessee did go down to uh, Texas and didn't get it done. Uh, very close schedule wise, back to back games. You went to Rupp, then, you know, not even 72 hours later, you find yourself uh, playing Texas AM. What's your thoughts? You're like ball nation. Bobby Hoops. Oh man, it's okay. it was a frustrating game. Um, I, I again, I feel like I'm a, I, I'm a little bit of a broken record because there's like I, I ping pong in my head between trying to be realistic about this and just being irrationally mad <laughs> and frustrated with this team because you know here we are once again we're without Josiah James once again we're without Julian Phillips. Um, and you know that we're just bottom of the, you know end of the day we are a team that our offense is based around motion and shooting jump shots and we're just a team right now that can't hit a lot of jump shots and we are leaning heavily on Vescovy and Ziegler um to get any kind of offense going and against you know we're 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 realizing here that AM played defense on us a lot like Kentucky did. They just threw a lot of big athletic guys at us. And we couldn't it, without without hitting the nine three pointers we hit in the game, you know, we couldn't do anything. And it's just it's just fresh. I mean, once again, we have guys in foul trouble. Ziegler picked up too quick. Adu, who uh, who is a great player, but, you know, he played only 16 minutes this week, you know, five minutes less than he did last game against Kentucky. And um, because we're in foul trouble and I could, I can point to the refs a little, the officiating in that game felt very uh, nitpicky and a lot of soft fouls. And I think those were called both ways, but, you know, once again, we're, we play against the team. A&M was you know, money from the line, 28 of 34. They lead, I think they lead the NCAA or they're at least top three in free throws made. Yep. And in talking, you want to talk about what works in the NCAA tournament. It's what they do. Guard play, great free throw shooting, crashing the boards. I mean, they hardly take any three pointers. Um, I mean that we took double the three pointers they did. I mean, that was part of the reason we were in it as much as we were. Um, it is just, it is miserable watching our offense right now. We just, you know, they were sticking, uh, oh, what's his name for, uh, 
Oh, I think it was this guy, Dennis, number zero for uh, A&M. 6'5 guy. You just take a 6'5 guy, um, a wing on Ziegler all game. He can't do anything. Um, and he and he really couldn't do much. I mean, he he did have 14 in the game. Um, but it's just frustrating. It just felt like we we have no ability to dribble drive to the hoop. We have no ability to for anybody to create a shot for themselves. It it just felt like Ziegler and Vescovy you know, hitting bailout shots for us all night from three to, to keep us close. Um, And and the three, the three pointers made a big difference to, or at least to keep us close. Um, It's, it's frustrating to keep playing these games without two really talented players who help our offense and our offense has struggled all year, you know, on and off, even with those guys in, but you know, it, it, Rick Barnes had a quote after the game that which was a little unclear on Josiah and Julian's availability saying that it's he said it was on them but also it's kind of said that the trainers are working hard and I mean even Jimmy Dykes during the game had a uh even kind of called out Josiah Jordan James saying you know both him and Phillips were dressed they warmed up with the team and Jimmy Tyke said, I, I didn't see anything during warm-ups that would indicate to me at all that Josiah couldn't play in that game. Dang, Jim. And so that's where it's it's just – it's frustrating. Yeah, it's like – because then you also have Vescovy, who was sick on Monday, was sick on game day, still played a team-high 36, uh, 36 minutes and, you know, led the team in scoring, like – so I want to give those two guys the benefit of the doubt. I, I have to think, you know, if they could go, they would go. Um, and I'm sure they're going to be back soon, especially if they were warming up and were dressed. But it's just hard. The optics are hard to to watch a guy like Vescovy give it his all when he's sick yeah. and still, you know, keep us close and keep us in the game. I mean, he, he had a double-double and seven assists with, you know, after being sick for two days and these two guys are still sitting and watching on the bench. And again, I'm going to continue to give them the benefit of the doubt, but the optics of that were a little tough to, to watch and see. Um, Especially because man, we're, we're two and five in February. This is, this is tough. Um, I I don't know. What, what were your thoughts on the game? I I do think that the, it's kind of been the same story for what feels like the last handful of games in Tennessee, right? That because they're so physical, that you almost like you almost kind of have it. Honestly, I'm like, if you're a Tennessee fan, I think you kind of have to be at the point where you're like, you got to assume they're just going to like hammer both teams with fouls. That like that's just going to happen. <laughs> Actually, I did have a thought in the middle of it. Um, we start getting like the rando calls that don't make sense, makeup calls, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Rick, Rick Patino uh, had this like famous quote while he was still at Loserville. Um, Cause that's like his MO is like hard nosed defense. We will always be physical. That's like the one thing we always lean on. And his thing was, Oh, we're going to, we're going to foul a snot out of you. They can't call every foul. Just, so I like have that thought. They I'm, did in this I'm game. Not, I'm not saying Deacon Barnes is taking up things that uh, Rick Pitino says. Like 
probably not like the best guy to yeah. follow. Um, but no. it's main no. thing. Like, well, they can't call everything. So, again, I mean, there was that stretch at the start of the second half where I counted. It was six straight Texas A&M possessions. They called a foul on us. Yeah. It was, it was like, you, you can't I, really I, I don't know what to do. Foul. You know, the foul differential wasn't that big. I mean, it was 24 for us to 18 for them. So it's like, it wasn't that, you know, that wasn't the main difference maker, but it was just like, oh, we can't play our, you know, we're, we're known for our defense and we couldn't play our defense because it just, they kept calling fouls and, and it made us pay for it. I mean, they, you know, eighty-two yeah. percent as a almost eighty-three percent as a team from the free throw line, shooting thirty-four three or free throws. Just they yeah. made us pay. Yeah, I think my overall takeaway is let Triple J and um, the other guy, Julian Phillips, let Triple J and Julian get back healthy. Then let's see, because I think that when you get your strong wing, quite frankly, when you have strong wings, that pulls the defense out, right? Like if they yeah. can score from the three-point line, then as a defense, you have to account for them rather than thinking like, oh, they only attack the basket. Because if that's the case from a scouting standpoint, it's like, sure. Yeah. So let them be We need them. We just need them. We're, we're, I love Escobie and I love Ziegler. They're just not like physically gifted enough to be able to take on a defense by themselves, create a shot for themselves um, create offense for others that it has to run through our system. And right now, more times than not, especially in the last, you know, seven games, we really only have two guys out on the court at any one time who I trust taking a jump shot. And poor Tyreek Key, I, I want it so badly for this kid to get going and get hot. You know, after going 0 of 5 against Kentucky, he was 1 of 7. This night, and you know, uh, we just uh, we need somebody to step up if those guys are still going to be out. And Jemai Meshack did in the Kentucky game, but outside of that, we've just haven't had anybody step up. And um, it's been tough to watch, really tough to watch. We just, but just just to, my last point being that uh, you watch these last few games, we really we really miss having a guy like Kennedy Chandler or a guy like Jordan Bone, yeah. a point guard who who can, you know, penetrate, get down, you know, make some tough layups or or set up guys on the outside for shots. And we just don't have a guy like that right now. As as good as Vescovy and Ziegler both are, that's that's not their game. And we 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 miss a guy like that in that game. Well, can I give you some good news? Sure, Kentucky please do. Still ranked number three in the net as of yesterday. So Dude, the, I'm not the net say. is like the net's always there for me to tell me how good my team is. Hey. But man, I don't I don't trust it right now. I don't trust the net. I feel like that's the spectrum. Is like either you like you love the net, live by it, or you're like, ah, don't ever show me net stuff. Right but, now, I'm like net. Like I love you, I appreciate you. Not right now, Ned. Not right now. I'm. I'm, I'm I want to be bummed about my team. You deserve the space to be bummed. Yeah, it's, it's just wild because if you were going based off that, then Tennessee technically would be a uh, a one seed. But yeah, yeah. 
All right, quick hitters about the Kentucky game. Uh, went down to Gainesville, won. Very weird. I felt like they should sh- not only should have, but could have won by like 25. Uh, Castleton, again, yeah. the season. Oh, Castleton, that's big. Um, felt really good about it. I knew, I was like, eh, it's a road game in the SEC. It's, it's just always by nature going to be tough. That's just conference away basketball game. So, Sure. Um, they were up 30 to 15 uh, going into – there was a TV timeout at the eight-minute mark in the first half. So, I was like, we might go – we might go into halftime up by, like, 20 points. This would be sweet. Florida goes on a 22 to 6 run that was up one point and a half. And I wanted to put my head through some drywall. <laughs> now, there was also some, like, other circumstances with a client at work. I was already, like, hot and bothered by sure. that. Then this happens, and woo doggy. I was uh, – Didi at one point just texted me. was like, you okay down there? I was like, nope. No. Nope. The game's on. Don't talk to me. Um, second half, back and forth. It's just several times Kentucky would go up, honestly, seven or eight points after Florida would, like, hit him with a punch. Uh, and, yeah, I, it just was like that the rest of the game. They end up winning – like I said, 82, 74, something. Eight was that eight points? Yeah. Yeah. Um, feels feels good. You got the 80, which, you know, most teams would be like begging to score 80 points. Um, the other thing that really stinks is that Wheeler and CJ um, are both still out. Hints that CJ could play against Auburn on Saturday. But this is like what's baffling. Um, Cal is notorious about shrinking his lineup later in the season. His bench guys played a combined 11 minutes. Uh, yeah. You got four points total from your bench guys. Uh, listen to this from the starters, minutes played. Uh, 35, 39, 38, 38, 39. Howard dudes, like, I think we talked about it last episode, but, like, it's it, it's it's not good. You've That's got, asking me a lot of your of your guys. And I'm like, I'm it's fun because we're winning, right? But it's also a big picture of like we've got to get dudes healthy. And it's this like very weird tension of, well, I want it, I want y'all to get in. We need to get guys healthy. How long do you guys sit? Because we're winning all these weird things. Um, but Oscar 25, he only had four rebounds, which if you had been like, well, hey, weird. Oscar's weird. gonna have four rebounds, what do you think? I would probably be like. <laughs> Sounds like I'm probably gonna lose, but Livingston and Toppin made up for it. Popped off, both had double doubles. Um, Oscar shot twelve for thirteen on field goals, which I was like, "Pop off, big fella, let's go!" Yeah. Um, so yeah, other than that, like that was it was a good win. Get out of there. You're you're only helping uh, your seed line of stuff. Um, I made note to talk about this. So Cal. For whatever reason, this season, if they lose, his pressers are like three minutes. Boom, out. And, you, you know, you're, I thought I said it before, maybe the first episode, but I'm like, when you lose, you want to hear your head coach talk. Like, why do you think you lost? What was the game plan, the scouting, all this stuff? He's like, uh, I'll take two questions. I'm going to go home because it's late. Yeah. Everybody's up and awake, and we know it's late. Talk, please. Yep. Um, But when he wins. What do uh, you guys want to talk about? Oh, yeah, no, he'll he'll go anywhere from 9 to 15. Yeah. He'll spend a third of it talking about um, all the haters out there. And that's just like the, – the, here's the thing. So, Cal, 
if anybody knows him, he always has to have a villain or somebody against him, which whatever, whatever, you know, gets the motor going. Yeah. Uh, when he first started, it was like national media, John Goodman, um, or not Jeff, not John, but Jeff Goodman, um, some other guys, but hated them because they were pounding them up about Memphis stuff, whatever. Um, okay. From there, then it goes to Rick Pitino. All right, now you've got him. Then it turns uh, into like a couple conference coaches that you're really against. For a hot second, it was like Coach K at Duke because of recruiting stuff. Um, yeah. Now it's like turned on local. <laughs> yeah, Big Blue Nation. That's the yeah, rival. He has turned on the BBN, which to some degree, I'm like, whatever. So be it. If whatever get, whatever gets you motivated, fine. But it's so odd. Because I'm like, we're for you, and you, like, deservingly so should have gotten criticized for how the season started, how yeah. in the middle of it. And now all of a sudden, because they're rolling in the last 11 conference games, they're 9-2, which is awesome. Yes. Now, but Which is what everybody wants. He's using that platform to be like, hmm. What now? Huh? Oh, you, you want to take, take us now? Take shots at us? Yeah, really, you're really trying to talk us out of the tournament. We're like, we're not trying to talk you out of the tournament. We want you to get in. <laughs> it, it's so baffling, but it's also like that's that's Cal. And he it's just the like he he will use you also as the fan base to yeah. get motivated. So that's my uh what's Cal being weird about segment once again. Uh real quick, dog of the week. Who you got? My dog of the week is my niece, Ellie Mason. Hey. Last week, last week oh. my girl wasn't feeling too good. She had to have a lot of blood work done, had to have a lot of bad shots. I, I, from what I understand, she was just a champion. Hmm. She, she, she toughed it out. She's tough. I love my girl, Ellie Mason, dog of the week. Gritty. She just got gritty. Yeah, gritty. That's a, that is a Mason – uh, just part of their bloodline. Just yeah, gritty. yeah. Mason Staple, gritty. Uh, my dog of the week. He is lovingly referred to as Jude the Dude. Jude the Dude. Jude the Dude. We got a video of him. Uh, essentially pump faking all of us out. I mean, that cat is what? Is he two or three? He's like little. He's like one and almost one and a half, maybe. My, my our man is balling. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, rocket of an arm, can shoot hoops, pump faking uh, his dad whenever he's filming him. Like, hey, throw me the ball, and then he'll throw it backwards, but launches it. Yeah. Oh, right here. He's got an arm. I love it. He's One and be, a half, already throwing missiles. He's going to break his dad's records when he gets into high school. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, dogs of the week. We'll, we'll keep doing it as long as y'all send in recommendations or, or don't. It's our show. We're the ones who pick it anyway. Yeah. Maybe uh, I'll. I'm nominate myself dog of the week next time. You deserve we it. We can do that. We can do that. Nominate myself. Hey, looking into the weekend, Saturday, Cats going to get scratching against uh, Auburn, 4 o'clock uh, on CBS. And Tennessee has South Carolina again, 6 o'clock Saturday night. Uh, real quick, what do you think? Score, what's your prediction on South Carolina? I mean, I, I think we're going to kill them. I, I, I mean, I said this. I said this before the A and M game this week that I don't. Again, I don't think Rick Barnes has ever lost more than three times in a row. 
and we're at two <laughs> right now. And we beat South Carolina by like 40 a few about a month and a half ago. So I, I fingers crossed we have all our guys back. We're good to go. Just slaughter South Carolina. That'll be so I say we win by 15 plus. Yeah, I agree. Feel good yeah. win. Beat up on them. Yeah. Yeah, I'll get you to get on the right track. Yeah. Uh, I I feel good about Auburn, but I'm also like, mm. I, I think it's going to be a tough matchup. Auburn's got two solid guards. Stuff. Yeah. Quick can shoot. Um, they've got length, athleticism. So it's just uh, it feels a little bit of a coin toss at the moment. Um, I don't know if a line's even been dropped for that game, but I wouldn't be shocked if Kentucky was a favorite because it's at home by like two. Um, I think because they've got Auburn, Vandy, and Arkansas left, I'm going to lean Kentucky wins and a close one with Auburn. Um, kind of continuing right in the ship into the NCAA tournament, hopefully get us a good seed anywhere from like, I think seven to 10. And at that point I'm like, you're in, let's get wrong. So yeah, here we go. Hey, real quick. Yes. Missouri travels to Athens, Georgia. Oh, they'll get slaughtered by Georgia. They'll get slaughtered. That's what I thought too. No Go shot. Dogs. No shot. Sick them. Go dogs. Go dogs. Hey, Big Papa, Bobby Hoops, thanks for tuning in. Love y'all.